This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It's March 16th at the Beach House at 1130. Cost is $20 per person and registration is required. Register at greaterdecaturchamber.com. Don't forget nowdecatur.com. Another town meeting today in East Palestine, Ohio. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. This time, railroad officials will attend. Almost a month after that toxic train derailment, some residents still worry about contamination. We are not bathing per se. We're taking very quick showers. It just doesn't seem legit. Governor Mike DeWine says the water there has tested safe, and while there are higher levels of toxins in the air, he just told Fox. For the short term, uh, you know, this is no no problem. should not be a problem. Uh, if that persists for year after year and people continue to breathe that, yes, it would in fact be a problem. There's anger in Greece where it's up to 46 people dead from the head-on passenger and freight train collision. Flash bombs and tear gas canisters explode in the Greek capital Athens as police confront protesters armed with rocks. Angry citizens demanding a full and open investigation into the tragedy that shocked the nation. Fox's Jonathan Savage, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, had a 10-minute meeting today with his Russian counterpart, reiterating the U.S. will support Ukraine for as long as it takes. They talked on the sidelines of a meeting of G20 countries in India. Republican Congressman Michael McCall chairs the House Foreign Affairs Committee and tells Fox... I hope the Secretary will be very stern, give a stern message and warning about the genocide occurring in Ukraine, the killing, the loss of innocent lives. They're mourning a murdered officer in Chicago. Very difficult time for Chicago Police Department. Heartbroken. Superintendent David Brown, the suspect who was being chased, was also shot and is in critical condition. Alec Murdoch's defense will give closing arguments this morning at his murder trial in South Carolina. Attorney Dick Harpootlian will say someone other than Murdoch killed his wife and son. His argument comes a day after the state said a storm of lies is what Murdoch used to confuse those close to him about money and homicide. Fox's Grinnell Scott. America's listening to Fox News. You know, people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? My answer is always the same. I tell them, you've got to check out my good friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Let me tell you why. They have over 200 models to choose from in both rimfire and centerfire calibers. They have their brand-new 9mm semi-automatic carbine called the Henry Homesteader. By the way, one of my personal favorites. Now, it's ideal for home, property, business protection. And you can check it out by going to their website, henryusa.com. While you're there, you get a free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you live. And check them out yourself. These are all top-quality, American-made firearms that are affordable, accurate, and reliable right out of the box. And when you buy a Henry, it'll be backed by their lifetime satisfaction guarantee and their award-winning customer service with experts who can help you. If you're in the market for a high-quality, American-made firearm, make sure you go to HenryUSA.com, get your free catalog decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You will love this company. President Biden wants to claw back more COVID relief money stolen during the pandemic, asking Congress for more funding to prosecute cases of fraud and programs to help Americans that were left unemployed or businesses needing loans after the initial COVID shutdowns. Something else the president wants, a new head of the Federal Aviation Administration was fighting turbulence at the Senate. Republicans on the Senate Transportation Committee wasted no time Wednesday questioning the qualifications of Denver Airport CEO Phil Washington, picked by President Biden to lead the FAA. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas is the ranking member. Have you ever flown a plane? Thank you for the question, Senator. No, I have never flown a plane. 
So you weren't a military pilot or a commercial airline pilot? No, Senator. Uh, have you ever worked for an airline? No, Senator. Uh, have you ever worked as an air traffic controller? No, Senator. Republicans also claim Washington's tenure managing transit authorities in California were marked with scandal and cost overruns. Democrats praised his 24-year military career and for not being an airline industry insider. Eben Brown, Fox News. A Pennsylvania man is due in court today for what happened at an airport in Lehigh Valley this week. The FBI says 40-year-old Mark Muffley of Lansford, Pennsylvania, checked his suitcase for a flight that was heading to Florida. But officials allege inside that luggage was a circular compound about three inches in diameter, wrapped in a wax-like paper and clear plastic wrap. A bomb tech x-rayed the compound and said it contained a granular powder consistent with a commercial-grade firework. Attached to it was a quick fuse, similar to a candle wick, Authorities said Muffley was seen leaving the airport after checking the bag. He was traced to a Lansford address where he was arrested by the FBI. Sean Lanchel, Fox News. There was a slight decline in unemployment again last week. First time jobless claims down to 190,000. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed. Up almost 100 for the Dow, but down about 100 for the Nasdaq. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. Choosing LLCU for your banking needs means choosing to impact your community. At LLCU, we are committed to community investment, donating over $200,000 to nonprofits and volunteering over 2,400 hours to community projects last year. At LLCU, we offer more than checking accounts and loans. We offer a chance to be a part of something bigger. When you bank at LLCU, you bank on making a difference. Visit LLCU.org to become a member and feel good about where you bank. Federally insured by the NCUA. When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today is going to be mostly sunny, high near 50. Tonight, rain mainly after 9 p.m., windy, and a low of 35. For Friday, snow before 9 a.m., then rain. Rain could be heavy at times, high of 40, with wind gusts approaching 50 miles per hour. Then Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. This look at your weather was brought to you by Shaner's Towing. Fast, reliable 24-hour towing in the Decatur area. Give Shaner a call at 217-875-2200. Good morning and welcome to the Thursday, March 2nd edition of Fires and Company. Debbie Bogle will join us this hour from the United Way. We've got a lot to preview for entertainment for you this weekend. It's going to be packed. Company starts now. Fires and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. You want to be listening and participating tomorrow. Our big St. Teresa mega raffle kickoff starts at 6 a.m. At the end of the 6 o'clock hour, 
if you have purchased a ticket, you're in the drawing for 10 free tickets. The end of the 7 o'clock hour, the same thing. The end of the 8 o'clock hour, the same thing. We're going to give away $3,000 worth of free tickets tomorrow. That's awesome. Well, think about it. You buy one, then all of a sudden you get your name drawn. That's 11 chances at $100,000. 11 chances at the early bird drawing. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yep. All starting at 6. So the shocking ending of Special Forces, that sounds a little TV to me. I was surprised, not shocked. Okay. If that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, sure. And in some ways not surprised because this is like we go from Black History Month to Women's History Month, Mm -hmm. and and it bugs me because I feel like, all of that ought to be 12 months a year, right. not like 30 days or 28 days. All the time. Right. So I, it's, that's a little corny to me. Like, you know, like when we, uh, like our history ought to be our history all the time. Good and bad and ugly and, and, and great. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you why most people are surprised. It still cuts along some of those gender lines of things. And there's a fascinating, fascinating dichotomy in this final episode of Special Forces when it comes to Dwight Howard. I mean, his final episode. I've been intrigued by his participation throughout the show. His ups, his downs, his overcoming. He is hard to read. You know, because every time you go, oh, he seems like a really good guy, you go, that was dumb. I, I mean, and then back and forth. Last night, not his best moment. That's all I'm going to tell you. You watch. Now, it's easy to say 12 hours of interrogation. Here's what I would do. While you're sitting on your lazy boy having a vodka tonic, uh, you, you know, and much different to be there after you've been through nine grueling days already. Because basically, this Special Forces show uh, started with 16 celebrities. I, that, that's a corny word, too, but just to cover it, because some of them were athletes, some of them were whatever. And it took place over 10 days of actual time, but each of those days became an hour of TV. Mm-hmm. Right? Out in the desert. Now, hot. I don't know if there were any breaks in between. They don't really say it took exactly 10th day. It was the ninth day of competing or the 10th day of competing. They could have been there two weeks. I, who knows? But it was 10 actual days cut down into 10 episodes that made up the season. Physical, mental, you know, submerged in water, hands tied behind your back. Bad food. You, you know, scaling down buildings, you know, all kinds of the bad food, I don't. Yeah, they made it a. They talk. There was always mush or. Oh, something I, I thought you meant like a food challenge oh, no. kind of thing, like where they had to eat. Yeah, they were sure. just deprived of anything nice they would want. Yeah, they were in yeah. barracks, you, mm-hmm. you know, in a tent in the desert, uh, and all that. And the one thing, the one thing that I thought was really stupid throughout all nine episodes until the tenth episode was how they would put the bag over their head to go in and talk to the people. They would choose generally one person at the end of each show to bring in and do a little gut check with. And I thought, this is so stupid. They're walking 50 yards. They know where they're going. Why are they putting a bag over their head? Made all the sense in the world in episode number 10. Nice. Okay. I like when they tie up a loose end like that. So, worth watching. Did not get to The Mandalorian. But... I'm okay with that. That that's a to me, I, I don't have the urgency about that show. I know I'm gonna like it. 
but I don't like when Luther's available. I'm going to watch it as soon as it's available. Like I don't mind letting two, three episodes of The Mandalorian stack up. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, because you know what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I'm not really expecting anything life changing. No, it's going to be a plus entertainment. You know pretty much the recipe, and it, when you sit down, you're going to enjoy it. But Luther is like, this is a movie, not a show. This is I've been waiting years for this. Uh, it, it, it's just a different approach. So I'm with you on that. Okay. We were going to try to finish uh, Drive to Survive before we took on another new one. Uh, you put everything in backseat for that show, didn't you? I love that show. I know. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I've never watched show. it. So I don't. What, what is it and why is it? Like, because it's a variety. Uh, I've, Kevin told me it's Sue's favorite or she really yeah. likes it. So you got like very different personalities, different interests. Yeah. What is it about it that is so, I mean, if you had to give me an elevator speech about why I should watch it, cause it's for me, I got to go back and invest a lot of time. Well, it is so every episode's 45 minutes. They probably have about 10 a season. This is season five. So that's okay. 50 episodes. Yeah. Um, why do I like it so much? It's, it's not, I was not a motor car enthusiast, passing interest. I like cars, stuff like that. That's cool, but whatever. It's peeling back something I don't know about. So I'm getting that. Let me see how it's made. I get it. Uh, all and the, you and I both enjoy that part of the yeah, process. The, the filming and the approach. Okay. Uh, so the quality of it is very good. That's important too. The weaving of the story, not being afraid to go out of order to tell this part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then in a later episode, you saw it from a different angle. So it's like, Oh, that's what he was thinking or right. that's what they're doing. And they do the same thing with the full swing that, and, and that's exactly right. And what was the tennis one called? Uh, that one I didn't watch. Uh, it's good too. I mean, for the same exact, yeah. it's the exact same formula. Yeah. Now, uh, taking it and applying it to real life, there's, t- there's 10 teams, two drivers per team, one team principal. I can now know the entire league, all the players on the court, their teams, where they should be finishing, yeah, yeah. what they're, I mean, so I've got a full comprehensive understanding of the scope of things. I got you. Breakpoint is the name Breakpoint. of the tennis. Uh, yeah. These are all done by the same. Mm-hmm production company yeah and the sounds and the sights i mean it is just great i'm enjoying it and and this year it's a little different for me brian because i watched seasons one through four during the actual calendar year of 2022 okay so i know how the races go i know the drama and now i'm actually watching things that i saw in in real time, okay. But I'm getting the backstory. Like that's right. That, that's right. I mean, that's what the full swing does because you watch the Masters yeah, last year, and now you get to see you know what happened behind the scenes. Or yeah, the U.S. Open or the British mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, so the um, I also this Fraser revival. We, we touched on this a little earlier. Uh, I think this will be a win for Paramount. It will. It was on the front page of Reddit, which uh, is a good barometer of like what the people call to the top. How this long Lilith. was Frasier, the the original series on TV? Any oh. idea? Uh, in 1993 to 2004, so it was like 11 years. Yeah, I was gonna guess nine. And how long did Cheers run? I, it wasn't much more than 11 years, was it? I don't think so. But that is a, a good lineage. It's characters you know. You want more of it. it it's a good. You recipe. know what? Cheers was 11 seasons. Oh, wow. So the spinoff from Cheers mm-hmm. lasted as long as Cheers did. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Fraser held its own as its own thing for sure. Well, it, Fraser and Lilith were, you know, the, the components in the Cheers TV series. Mm-hmm. And they were not weekly. I mean, they were not like Cliff and Norm mm-hmm. 
you know, and Woody, they were more periodic. Yeah. And, and they were completely different because they were like the snobby sort of, I mean, everything else was this every guy thing. And then they were sort of the outsiders. And so when they created that world, they brought in, you know, his brother Niles and then John Mahoney is the dad with the bad chair, you, you know, uh, that, that Frazier was DePaul. They had to have that chair in his, in his, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I remember apartment. that. He's a radio show host. Mm-hmm. What was the name of his uh, producer? Was it Roxanne? I won't remember. I watched probably Roz. 15 episodes. Roz. Uh, and Daphne, who was the living caregiver. Uh, and it was, I didn't watch it every week. When I did see it, I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And it started in 1993 and ended in 2004. I would have guessed earlier than that mm-hmm. if you had given me, like, you know, when did Frazier yeah. I would have not thought in 2004 we were still watching mm-hmm. that well i wasn't but they're bringing it back yeah and it looks like i think uh the only guy i mean the dad john Mahoney died i mean I, you know so he, but I, I think it looks like they've got just about everybody else or is it not is niles not in it i don't know that okay you this clearly isn't your thing which no, is fine not. Yeah, it's not i i mean honestly i really had forgotten that it was coming Back until this morning when I saw Lilith a thousand times over. Oh, I know. It was just everything, right? Uh huh. So the first thing is you got to make sure nobody died. And then you go, oh, okay. Good news. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm not certain, but I think a lot of people are going to be excited. And if they follow the recipe, maybe update it, you know, for how TV is produced today. It, probably another hit. Paramount has, you know, I know we don't know how all this is going to shake out, you know, um, but they seem to me to be growing at the greatest clip right now compared to the other services. I Just from a production point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're consolidating I mean, all their resources. I get Maverick, and, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I also get, okay, Picard just yeah. started. You know, so I, I, I get all my CBS shows that I want, you know, mm-hmm. the day after with no ads. I, they seem like their catalog is more relevant right now to me, uh, than most of the other services that I pay for. Hmm. That's interesting. And you are the target market. I mean, that is, that is, uh, who their demographic. Well, per- maybe that is. makes sense. Yeah. And they're positioned sports wise too, and things like that as well. So they're they're really entrenched in this. All right. I don't know though if I, if I'm really interested in this though. I mean, I don't know that I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll probably check out an episode out of curiosity, and if I like it, I'll keep going. But I have no real attachment to it. Okay. So quick note, just because it's the coolest nickname I've ever heard in my life. We had the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you watched what happened to the field. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. all of the slipping and sliding and chunks of turf and, and everyone saying that it was a disaster. You had people changing their cleats, mm-hmm. you, you know, because and, and somebody could have gotten really hurt. It could have cost somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is both teams were playing in the same conditions. So you not like one side had no competitive advantage. Yeah. Exactly. Did you know there was a gentleman who was referred to as the sod father? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. But I don't Isn't think that so. the greatest name so ever? Good. So good. The Sod Father. Now, he unloaded uh, on ESPN uh, literally about what happened with the field and the NFL. His name is George Toma. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, just for background, he is the longtime groundskeeper who has prepared and consulted for every Super Bowl field. 
Hmm. Okay. And he says, including this one. No. Okay. And right. and he says he, he's retired. He's like, I mean, he's done this for like eighty years. I mean, he's the sod father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says all of this was preventable, hmm. and that they wouldn't listen to him. And he's done with the NFL because they won't listen. And that they overwatered it, put it immediately inside the stadium, and then covered it with tarps so they could do rehearsals. They didn't sand it enough. He said everything that you watch could have been easily preventable if they weren't cutting corners and would have just listened to what I was telling them. Wow. Well, Sodfather, why'd you retire, bud? He's been doing it 80 years. (laughs) Well, he tried to do it for 81. So his second nickname is the God of Sod. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> and in 2001, the Pro Football Hall of Fame presented him with the Innovative Contributions of Pioneer Award. So he's acknowledged in the NFL Hall of Fame. Right. And isn't it just like these corporations to bring in these young people that won't listen to the old school about his his main he maintains when they watered it, they should have left it outside yeah. to bake, you, mm-hmm. you know, and then they should have sanded it two or three more times, which helps with the filtration. Mm-hmm. But what they did was overwater it, put it right back inside the stadium, and then cover it because they had rehearsals. You had to do all the halftime shows, all you know, that had tarp down right. over the wet stuff. That then he said it smelled moldy. You could smell it when you walked in. Oh wow, yeah, you you, yeah, wow, that's crazy. And so. <laughs> He says he gave Ed Mangan is the NFL field director. <laughs> He's throwing He's names. just naming them. He's just throwing them out. I mean, I just <laughs> love about these old guys. When you're the sod father or secondarily the god of sod, <laughs> Ed Mangan doesn't have any great nicknames. No, no, he's the goat in this one. So he says the field should have been remained in the sun and dried out before being rolled in. He said that was advice that, that Ed Mangan ignored. So what does he do? He waters the hell out of it, puts it right in the stadium, and that's it. Never sees sunlight again. He can't do that. And at the end of the story, we talked about the rotten smell that you could smell, like just walking on Oh, yeah. And, and you feel like this guy's like some sort of like Gandhi, like, you know what I mean? Like he can talk to the grass. <laughs> uh, he says he's done with the NFL. They don't listen, and I'm done trying to talk to him. And this could have all been <laughs> prevented. Me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. <laughs> but, but the part I don't understand is how, what relationship does he currently have with them? It's not, he was a consultant for oh, this Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah, he so, wasn't in charge, but he was the guy okay. who has been the he guy. He was at the table. 57 okay. Super Bowls. Okay. I thought he was just like the... You know, like the hobbyist calling, calling him, like the balloon guy. No, 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 no. The guy's got to hear me out. No, he said, like, you, you pay me to come in and tell okay. you how to do this. Right. You don't listen to me because you want to cut corners. Yeah. And then you act like the field was okay, okay when everybody that played and everybody right. that watched knows it was. Right. Okay. And I'm the sod father. <laughs> right. Go grass on my arms. <laughs> All right, that that makes way more sense. I thought he was just the old retired guy no, no, no. calling in. He was in charge for a long time, yeah. and then in his elderly years, yeah. consultant. You know, but they still, you know, it's one of those things like oh, I can't believe we got to keep this cranky old guy around. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably a pain, but the field was probably pristine. Yeah. So, 
that's, I mean, to get one cool nickname in life. Oh, yeah. Is amazing. To get two. Yeah, and they're good. They're high end. I mean, that's Apollo Creed level stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Ali was so jealous that he didn't think of Master of Disaster. Right. I mean, he really, I mean, I know. that was like hurtful to him that he didn't come up with that himself. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I'm glad uh, you found that story. Yeah. So I also read yesterday that Guy Ritchie has a new movie coming out that is really, really good. And I'm assuming it will do the theater thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not real sure because the article, the review that I read didn't really clarify. I hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. Tell me how I can see it. Right. You just told me how good it is. Oh, they've already seen it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a spy movie. And Wait, we talked about that, didn't we? I don't. I, this was the first that I can recall. Um, literally the first I don't know. Maybe you mentioned it. I don't remember, but I, I don't. Uh, it's called Operation Fortune. Uh, Ruse de Get. It's Guy Ritchie. Um, it's and this guy who wrote this doesn't hate Guy Ritchie, but he's not a huge Guy Ritchie fan. Like he thinks that like the stuff that was kind of Quentin Tarantino ripoffish. Yeah. So coming from that perspective, I always like when somebody starts out and goes like, I'm not the greatest fan of this, but this guy's movie, this movie is great. And it's got Jason Statham, and it's got uh, uh, I see Aubrey Plaza and Carrie Elwes. Yes, and what's his face? Uh, the guy that was in uh, Thirty Days of Darkness. Uh, you know the Josh Hartnett. 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 Yeah. Yes, and that it is, and uh, Carrie, uh, the guy that was in. Robin Hood Men in Tights. And yeah, the, yeah, but the Princess Bride is what Princess I was thinking. Carrie Elwes. Elwes, yes. So it's got a great cast. Yeah, poster looks great. Uh, in theaters March 3rd. Okay. On the poster. Now, it won't be in theaters for a long time because Americans have no taste when it comes to something like this. Right. Right? Yeah. It'll do well uh, digitally. Yeah. Yeah. But what he says is, like, if if you take the Kingsman and, like, Ocean's Eleven and, like, George Smiley and you put all this stuff together and the repertoire and the dialogue and the plot, like, they don't treat you like you – here's the one thing I like about British spy stuff. It's almost – I mean, whether it's a series from the BBC or Sky, whether it's movies, they don't treat you like you're a dumbass. Like, they don't have to stop and explain everything to you on the ride. They assume you're smart enough to figure it out yourself. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're along for their ride. They're not stopping for you. No, I, no, I think it's not that. I think it's that they are assuming you're smart enough to ride along. Right. Like, there's oh, yeah, nothing yeah, worse yeah, than the, the heist movie that has to stop and explain it to you while they're doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially when it's like, all right, here's the plan. Yes. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Now, some movies like The Ocean's Eleven would give you a MacGuffin and sort of you think that's the plan, but it's right. not really the plan. Exactly right. Yep. So those kind of films I'm all in. I like Guy Ritchie. I think I like his sensibilities. I like his dialogue. I wasn't a huge fan of the Sherlock Holmes stuff. I thought it was okay. But, you know, Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels and Snatch and something. I I love those. Rock and roller. Rock and roller, all of them. So great review of that. So March 3rd, you said, in studios. I'm assuming 30 days. You'll be able to get that somewhere. Probably, right? Guy Ritchie doesn't make blockbusters. Not anymore. I I don't know that he ever did. Sherlock Sherlock Holmes Holmes was a huge blockbuster. They, They made two of them. I thought the second one bombed. 
man, I bet it, I bet it did well enough. He also, I, didn't he write Aladdin? I have no idea. I feel like he did. And, and then the gentleman did, okay. yeah, he, Blockbuster, Sherlock Holmes is really it. Uh, Sherlock Holmes grossed $209 million in North America. I mean, that's pretty good. It, it's, it's, I don't know if it's blockbuster. It's it's a lot of money, and that, that was 2009, so you got to factor in all that. But it made a half a million dollars globally. Half a million? I mean, 500, yeah, five, I'm sorry, half a billion, 524 <laughs> like, million. Wow. No, 524 million. Okay. That's not going to get you at the top of the list, but it's not a flop. Yeah, it's three quarters of a billion dollars globally. Yeah, but that, well, no. Five, 500 and 200. Uh, so. 524 worldwide oh, total, including the north US? america no yeah yes 209 in north america total 524 okay. million worldwide. Right. uh so yeah that was and there were as opposed to rock and roll which yeah. made 25 million dollars right. in the u.s but a far superior film oh yeah my favorite snatch snatch is great i love snatch so anyway i was kind of excited about that so i haven't seen a guy i thought the gentleman was it's fine it was okay like it was Guy Ritchie watered down. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. We'll get John Wick here in a couple weeks also. John mm-hmm. Wick 4. Now, will that go to theaters first? Oh, yeah. Well, I, okay, I assume. But none of it. I mean, there's very few Mavericks. Mm-hmm. There's very few things you're waiting six months to come to digital. John Wick's going to do real well. Yeah, but I bet it's available in digital pretty quick. They just know their audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I get All right. Keanu Reeves. Love the guy. Debbie Bogle will be with us here in just a uh, few minutes. And we also have this Daisy Jones and the Six coming this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. Milligan's Office of Campus Life is celebrating Women's History Month throughout March, highlighting the critical role of women in all aspects of society and the important role women have played throughout history. Events include affirmation painting and a performance of Fairview, which won the 2019 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Milliken will also host a Milliken Makers Market and the traveling women's film fest, LunaFest. Voting is now open for the Casa Playhouse raffle designs. The cases for Casa Raffle Playhouse is looking for your vote. Votes must be cast by March 6th. There are six designs to choose from. Go to NowDecatur.com to check out the designs and vote. Tonight, it's the final home game of the regular season for the Fighting Illini as they host Michigan. Catch it at 6 here on WSOY. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website, NowDecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. For the first time in person since before the Russian invasion of Ukraine a year ago, Secretary of State Antony Blinken's met briefly with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at a G20 summit in India. A senior U.S. official saying Secretary Blinken made three points, that the U.S. would support Ukraine as long as it takes, that Russia should get back on board with the New START nuclear treaty, and that Moscow should release the detained American Paul Whelan. Fox's Jonathan Savage, a five-year veteran of the Chicago police force, has been killed in a shootout. The suspect he was chasing critical condition. Fox's Todd Pyro. Hundreds of Chicago police officers gathering on the street to salute the ambulance carrying the body of their colleague to the medical examiner's office. The department calling it a tremendous loss. We're trying to get through this. It's a very difficult time for Chicago Police Department. That's Police Commissioner David Brown. America's listening to Fox News. 
Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Memorial Care is primary care for seeing experienced physicians and providers. It is urgent care when there's no time to wait for an appointment. It is virtual care for added convenience and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health to find hours and locations in your area. Stop in for an oil change at Speed Lube using Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Motor Oil and you earn a $20 gift card. Pennzoil Platinum Synthetics Motor Oils are designed to protect for up to 15 years or 500,000 miles. Whichever comes first, fuel your passion. Protect your engine with Pennzoil Platinum Synthetic Motor Oil. Visit one of Speed Lube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your platinum oil change today at Speed Lube. Offer ends September 30th. See Pennzoil.com slash rewards for promotion details. Milliken University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Milliken provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Milliken application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Milliken's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Milliken University today at milliken.edu slash apply. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast. Today, mostly sunny, high near 50. Tonight, rain, mainly after 9 p.m., windy with a low around 35. For Friday, snow before 9 a.m., then rain. The rain could be heavy at times, high near 40, with wind gusts near 50 miles per hour. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.33. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Town Garden? That's right. The Good Band. It's on a lot of my workout playlists. Spoon Man. Uh, it, it, but there's a couple of songs that are really, really good workout songs. Yeah, not Black Hole Sun. Uh, oh, yeah. For working out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it picks up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Enough to work out. Yeah. You don't work out. (laughs) No. uh, If he was going to work out. Yeah, if I were going to work out. A friend of mine worked out. Uh, No, Black Hole Sun's great uh, for a workout. And there's another one, um, Daggone, I'm just, I'm drawing a blank on it. It was in the uh, Miami Vice film soundtrack uh, that was really, really, really good. Yeah, they've got some. You you want something that peaks and then kind of goes back because you, know, you, you do rest mm-hmm. and then you got to like get intense and then rest and yeah. So it's actually the description of that band. Yeah, that's exactly their whole thing. They're nominated, or at least they're on the list of nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can uh, vote now. Uh, five uh, times a day. Up to five times a day. The people voting is underway, and uh, I I still I, I feel like I'm picking on. Cindy Lauper, I just find it hard to believe she's on this list. That someone in Cleveland said, yeah, maybe the Hall of Fame. She's a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, fine. Do you think she I... shouldn't be on the list? 
No. I mean. You mean what? I, I'm okay with it. I think she's awesome. Okay. Uh, name four songs. Um, <laughs> girls just want to have fun. I mean, there, there's, I could probably sing to all of her songs, but I don't think I can name them. Uh, that's okay. So yeah. there should be a litmus test yes. to be in the greatest of all time that you could name four songs off the top of your head. I can name two. What was the second one? Time after time. Yeah. Those True colors. Like, true colors. There's three. Yeah. Yep. We're struggling to yeah. fool. <laughs> is it Ico Ico or Eco Eco? Not a clue what you're talking about. That one about. has like like 100 million plays. Okay, I just, stop it. <laughs> just stop with this 100 million plays crap. Uh, yeah, that doesn't, th- those hard, quantifiable numbers, they mean nothing. Okay, so we should we should elect people to the Hall of Fame based Not on what I said. just plays. That is, but that's the argument you brought to the no, table. No, I'm saying like uh, if it's been played 100 million times, one of the three of us should have known what it is. Did you? I haven't played it. Okay. Here, I haven't either, it. and neither is Debbie. So. I don't know. Maybe if I heard it. Yeah, I'll find it but and play Here it is. Here, you, it's right here. You, Let's see. You have a good point, Brian. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. <laughs> You're not making any kind of case here. <laughs> That's not even her original song. It's a remake of a song. This song was in Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, but not Cindy Lauper's version of it. You got a hundred million people trying to find the wrong song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we all know this song. Or a hundred people doing it a lot. <laughs> Voting more than five times a day. No, I'm talking about hitting play on the wrong version of that. Yeah, what was the name of that? There was the original band that did that song that was in the soundtrack of Rain Man that it got on radio because of the movie. It was like, it wasn't like an organic music hit. It was in the soundtrack and that caused it to become like a radio hit at the time. Right, right. Popular. Yeah. And it was a snappy kind of a, mm-hmm. inter- I didn't even know Cindy Lauper had a version of that. But that's still not going to make the case for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, um, I, I mean, I guess you go on sheer numbers compared to like a sports career or whatever, right? You know, Dan Marino didn't get a Super Bowl, but he's still in the Hall of Fame. Right. Based on mm-hmm. what he did. I don't know that she has the numbers, though. I, I was just looking. I, I don't get the sense. Her, her window was fairly small. She was as popular as there was popular around 1984, you, you know, when she had two, three, four hits right. in a row. But that was about it. Yeah, you didn't hear much after that. And- right. And, and, and I like her. I, I, she's on. I've, I've got her music. And I, but I'm just there should be some standard for the Hall of Fame. I yeah. don't want to be that guy, but I mean, if you're going to call it the Hall of Fame, now, if you just want to call it, you know, rock and roll and anybody and everybody <laughs> celebrated, that's fine. But I, I just get to the point where I, I know there are these like baseball purists and I'm not that guy. But when I look at the list, because who else was on the list? I've already forgotten half of them. Well, real quick, was it the Dixie Cups that sang that original song? That's the other big one that's coming up. I thought it was like a foreign, uh, like a, a band from some other, uh, I don't yeah, know. Fair enough. It, it could be. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Who else is on the list? Oh, here. I've I've kind of got like a playlist up. Uh, it is um, going to the top. We've got Kate Bush, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Warren Zevon. Uh, we've got uh, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, uh, Joy Division, New Order. Um, let's hear Cindy Lauper. 
I already said. Tribe called Quest. Tribe called Quest. Rage Against, Rage Against Machine, Machine. White, White Stripes. Stripes. Willie Nelson. Yep. Yeah. The Spinners. Uh, and the Spinners are a great band. Yeah. But I don't know if they're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, of that era. They're not the Temptations. Mm-mm. I love them, but I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would feel Cheryl Crow shouldn't be uh, on there. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I can't name three of her songs. I bet you could. I bet you could, really. It, sing along, you could sing along probably to five or six of I her said songs. that about Cindy Lauper, too. <laughs> yeah, but I could sing along to them. I can't name them. Oh, yeah. that consistency thing. Cheryl Crow had a much longer distinguished career in music. She was a backup singer, like for Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. You know, she performed with a lot of bands before then breaking out into her own individual solo career. Uh, and I'm assuming that from the 90s through the 2000s, she probably sold as many records as anyone, right? Yeah, she did really well. Every day is a winding road. Steve McQueen. Yeah. If it makes you happy, all I want to do. Those are all big ones that you know. Certainly know. Yeah, and, I know. I know those. Yeah. I, I just, I guess. Debbie's I coming in for the women I, today. Just. No, I, I'm against this one. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't like her music that much. So really? That would. <clears throat> so my, my, my choices are not based on anything other than, eh, she's okay. Yeah, that's a good. I, have, I mean, that's I the criteria. No, I think the criteria. <laughs> she had uh, 11 studio albums, five compilations, and three live albums. Uh, and uh, she was in 2023 nominated, of course. And she's, I don't know, I, I, I find her to be more relevant musically than Cindy Lauper. Well, how many albums Although did Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper have? Okay. <laughs> you're you're just saying that qualifies her. No, I, I'm I'm saying that there is a tangible, in my opinion, only my opinion, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that there is a quality thing that some people have more of than others, and it's not always just about how many albums or how many play, you know, downloads or how many. It's there are like Warren Zevon never sold a ton of albums, but if you talk to most rock historians, one of the more important rock figures, you know, everybody knows like Werewolf in London, but I mean, this guy was, you know, a guy who was. Uh, you know, amazingly respected by the music industry. So he wasn't Cindy Lauper who had the 15 minutes of fame and some pop hits, but he had a 40 year career that might be a different case to be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Sure. I get that. that, You know what I'm saying? It's not just quantity. It's also musical ability. And I mean, sure. Crow is a guitarist and a, I mean, a songwriter and in a number of bands, you know, she came from little Fenton, Missouri and had a really a pretty impressive career outside of just even those solo albums that did very well. Right. Cindy Lauper was in a music video with the guy from the WWE running around. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you know. I mean, that was the 80s, though. Everybody was in a cheesy video. Duran Duran, they were in the James Bond film. That's the video you wanted to be in. They had all the ladies <laughs> painted. And, uh, no, so I, I, who knows? It's all, it's all your opinion because you either and like I, it or I you don't. I don't really care. I love Missy Elliott. I mean, personally, love her. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know. I think I tracked down the origin of that song, the Ico Ico. You're still on this. Well, I, I, I <laughs> can't let easy, it go. Easy to go. The Dixie Cups were the ones who did it, okay. but the version you're referring to is by the Bell Stars. They covered it for the Rain Man soundtrack. Okay, and it charted. But that's when it hit was mm-hmm. because of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. The original was a 1965 song. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so she toured. Joe Crow toured with Michael Jackson, 
like at the, I mean, from 87 to 89, like during bad, mm-hmm. I mean, at the height of his popularity, uh, she did, she was recorded with Stevie Wonder, Belinda Carlisle, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Don Henley. I mean, she was in like major, major records and bands that you don't know because it was a Don Henley album. Right. So musically, as a guitarist and a backup vocalist, she had a big career before she even hit it big on her own. So, but you could be right. I don't have any idea. But it's right. also when you put either. it up to a fan vote, what the hell are you expecting, right? I'm voting for Willie. Uh, Willie Nelson for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know who could argue against that. As, yeah, that's the point. I, <laughs> not the my people that really hate marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson ought to get an award just for looking this age for 60 years. Big golfer, too. Loves the golf. He came to the state fair one time oh, yeah. and yeah. played out at Hickory Point Golf Course. Uh, you know, because how do you miss the guy? Right. I mean, how many 800 year old prunes have like, you know, ponytails down, right. you know, out of their golf hat? Right. Right. Easy to spot. They, they wanted to have us wear the Willie braids at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Said no. No, sir. Okay. The moment when you've lost Debbie Bogle in an interview. <laughs> no, I'm... Okay, listen to this. <laughs> She's researching. Cindy Lauper's had 11 studio albums. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, she, in 2010, Memphis Blues became Billboard's most successful blues album of the year. Okay. Wow. Um, Isn't there a blues hall of fame? There might be. Okay. She won a Tony for best original score for composing uh, Kinky Boots. Mm. On Broadway. Okay. Um, making her the first woman to win the category by herself. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. The musical was awarded five other Tonys, um, including for Best New Musical. Okay. Uh, 2014, she got a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. Um, 2016, the West End production won... Best new musical at the Oliver. I mean, she's got, no, she sold okay, over 50 million records. Like, she wasn't just in 1983 mm. through 6. That's a compelling the, the, case, Debbie. No, it's not. For me, it is. No, it's not. The Tonys, Broadway has nothing to do with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it's music, but it's not the same thing. It doesn't mean she didn't have a lot of success. I will grant you that. Her height of Cindy Lauper's popularity was in the 1980s. Uh, she might have done some great work on a Broadway show that mm-hmm. was awarded, but that doesn't mean that she was in kids' minds as a rock and roll star. That's a whole different career. Well, Willie Nelson is not a rock star. He's a country musician. And and probably more famous for just being Willie Nelson than his music. You can leave Willie guess. out, too. I don't give a <laughs> But Willie's a lock, I think. For links. I mean, that, that's <laughs> one of those. That's just, you know, you can't say no to Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. True. I, I think that a musical on Broadway is very different than what, a rock and roll hall of fame doesn't mean you can't get crossover there. Like Springsteen did a Broadway show, but Springsteen's in the rock and roll hall of fame because of his music career, not his Broadway career and the who the same way, right? Tommy was a flop. Yeah. That whole thing, that whole rock opera thing was, that was weird. That was Pete Townsend doing way too many drugs. (laughs) That's a weird guy. Yeah. No, for sure. Debbie Bogle's in from the United way. Uh, so are you watching anything fun? Will you watch Frasier, the revival? You're about the right age. Uh, I never, I've never you didn't watched watch the original. No. Wow. I've, I keep having this conversation and that's the same reaction I get from everyone, but somebody had to, it was on for 11 years. 
I mean, when was it on? I was still like in high school. Well, Cheers, it, you know, it, it's, it was a spinoff from Cheers. Okay. Because Frasier and Lilith were characters on Cheers. Cheers lasted 11 years, and so did Frasier. I mean, it was on TV as long as Cheers. Hmm. It got yeah, done in 2003. Okay. So you didn't watch it either. They're doing no. a revival with all the old cast. Uh, like, and I, I don't know if I, if this stuff's being thrown at me because I'm old. That's my gut feeling. You, you know, oh, reminisce. Go back to the good old days. <laughs> uh, yeah, this and is on really right at 4.30 after dinner. As the good old days, right? <laughs> right. So got, next, they're going to revive Empty Nest and Matlock. <laughs> What was Empty Nest? It was just some old psychiatrist guy. You had to, you would have to have remembered that show. It's, was that with Christy McNichols? I don't know the names. The guy's face is 100% recognizable. And it did, just, did Jimmy McNichol die recently? Did I see that? Uh, no clue. Uh-huh. No, no idea. <laughs> what was that show he had where they had to change the name every year as he got older? Like James at 15, oh, James yeah. at 16. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Empty Nest. Yep, Richard Mulligan. Yeah. Who? Richard Mulligan. You'll, you'll know his face. Yep. I mean, he's in a ton of things. Was it, was it, a no, it was Christy McNichol. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, was it a spinoff of Golden Girls? Uh, well, first of all, Richard Mulligan, if you're going to give Richard props, you got to go to Soap because oh, yeah. he was like the dad, you know, the, the uh, yes. I mean, that's the yes. show that you want to, you don't remember for Empty Nest. <laughs> I'm sure Richard's be, dead, but let me give him his props. I think you might be right, Nick, because Estelle Getty was in it as Sophia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, Richard Mulligan died How in How is Paul Provenza in this show? What is wrong with people? <laughs> they were just trying to cash checks, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a weird show. I, I don't know why. I a middle-aged it. Miami pediatrician whose life is turned upside down when his wife Libby dies and two of his adult daughters move back into the family home. Yeah, it ran seven years. Yeah. Early episodes established that the Golden Girls characters are neighbors of the Westons. Uh-huh. And B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Betty White, and Estelle Getty all made appearances on the show. Never saw an episode. Oh, Seven bet. seasons. <laughs> As a hit. They need to <laughs> reboot that one. I don't know how they do it. The daughters are still around. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Turn out just bleeding the turnip. Stop. How old is Christy McNichol? Well, we, here I am. She's 60. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now... I haven't seen her in a long time. Have you? No. I mean, like in anything or about her or anything? No, not a word. She retired from acting in 2001. By her own choice? I don't know about that. That's what that's what she said. Okay. She was one of those child stars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who first kind of got into... She was in Family. Right. Yeah. And so that would have been when she was. But you would also find her like, you know, back in the 70s, what was really cool, Nick, like you don't get so much today is like she was in a hit show, but then she'd be on a special episode of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Okay. Or she'd show up at the Bionic Woman. I did just find. Or like everybody did the Love Boat. Love Boat, yeah. (laughs) She left the show. She left Empty Nest in, in 92 after being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, came back for the final episode in 95. That was her last on screen performance. And then she did some voices for Extreme Ghostbusters and Invasion America. So she was done acting in 95. And I completely confused her brother for another actor. Jimmy McNichol was an actor, but he was kind of like 
Christy McNichol light. You know, you know I mean, like, I, like he got probably drug along to auditions. <laughs> so I threw him a bone. <laughs> That's funny. But who was the guy who played James in 15? Well, I'll find that. But since you asked, <laughs> I've uh, never even heard of that. You don't remember that? Lance? No. Oh, man. Do you remember the original Salem's Lot, the TV movie that had, uh, Hutch? From Starsky and Hutch. I was like eight. No, you weren't. When the, James at 15, 1977 to 78. Right. How old were you? I was eight and nine. You weren't watching TV at eight and nine? That was made for young people. I, I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> at all. Oh, and uh, Melissa Lance. Sue Anderson, the the uh, Mary from Little House on, on the, the Prairie. Prairie. Yeah, there you go. We sound old, or I sound old. You remember when she went blind? <laughs> yes. You know you were upset. Oh wow, I do remember that. Which the little house on the prairie? Yeah, little house on the prairie. But did she go blind on the show? Uh, yes. Yes. Scar- yes. Scarlet fever. I, I that jacked me up as a kid. Uh huh. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got I got the emotional impact. I yeah. I didn't want to go blind. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> Jacked me all up. Had to go watch Highway to Heaven. Lance Kerwin was the guy I was thinking of. So there's a really, I remember, and I haven't seen it for years, but they did a TV movie version of the Stephen King book, Salem's Uh Lot, which was the vampire book. Mm -hmm. And it was really creepy. Like for a TV movie at that age, it was like, uh, I don't know, 19, cause he, this guy was in like the, the mid to late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. uh, because he had this James, he was a teenager show and every year he got older, they changed. So it was James of 15, James of mm-hmm. 16. I didn't watch that, but the Salem's lock thing, really creepy. And the book came out in 75. So it had to be a little later than that. Right. Uh, 1979. And it was on CBS. Okay. Hey, right for right for Paramount. I probably can find it in the Paramount app. I'm sure you can. But David Soul, who he just was, died. Who? Jane, Lance Kerwin did. Right. That's who I, I. Yeah, just like a month ago. I said Jimmy McNichol, but I got the two confused. Oh, gotcha. Was, okay. Yeah, he had just passed away, uh, and everybody said he was a really sweet dude. I mean, you know, you get like sometimes those actors and people mm-hmm. just say what they think they mm-hmm. should say, and then you can tell sometimes mm-hmm. people really are. Yeah. Good people, mm-hmm. and I read a lot about that. But that movie was really scary. Uh, I don't know if I remember it. It was. Uh, he was also. To me. I remember this. The loneliest runner. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> that was the Michael Landon story. Is that where he like because he wet the bed? Yeah. Ah. Yes. I am even impressing myself today. Yes. He was a bedwetter. <laughs> don't know. That learned yes. to use track and field to overcome. Because his... he had to run home every day and get the sheets out of the window because his mom would hang him out. On the window to so everybody can see. Is there any chance I saw that at school? I I hope you didn't see this one because then you're going to be worried you're going blind and, and wet, wet the bed. The bed <laughs> and your mom's going to hang your sheets out and you won't know because you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's tough to live with those times. <laughs> I can't believe the rest of us are worried about nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> Like one minute you can see, and the next minute you got scarlet fever. I didn't want that to happen. Oh, my God. The Loneliest Runner. I would have never pulled that title out, but I do remember the movie. I do, too. That's pretty clutch, Debbie. Directed by Michael Landon, written by Michael Landon. Now, do you know who Michael Landon's daughter is, right? Uh, Yes. Uh, The 
the girl from apartment B, what's what is her name i don't know the yeah. girl from what the the <laughs> The B from apartment. What I don't know. What her, I don't. She's in everything. Everything. Yeah. But she plays the cowgirl, like the ranch hand on Yellowstone. That you can't understand a word she says. Jennifer Landon. Yes, she's in all kinds of stuff, but she's unrecognizable in Yellowstone. Like she's got her own, like literally, like language, and you know they're constantly translating for her. <laughs> That's pretty funny. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. In a lot of stuff. I like her. And uh, she was in Animal Kingdom. Uh, she was in, she did some soap opera stuff. Yellowstone, FBI, Most Wanted, uh, recurring role. You just kind of catch her, but she's so different in every role, it takes you a minute to recognize her. That's yeah. how good she is. Mm-hmm. All right. I got to tell you about our friends uh, at Peerless. I just saw last night on LinkedIn, they were over in Springfield saving somebody's basement. You know, when the water damage and, and we're in this kind of like where you don't know what the weather's going to do and you end up with a bad storm and all of a sudden you got like a basement full of water. They were literally just there. Let me pull this up because I saw it last night. Uh, here we go. They were over at Bound to Stay Bound Books in Jacksonville uh, and you got books, right? We don't mix books and water. They do an amazing job. And you might know them from the dry cleaning, and I've used them for years. Suits, dresses, everyday work, attire, travel, wash. They do wedding dresses and prom and doctor's lab coats and everything in between. But when you need someone in an emergency, they are available literally 24-7, 365. They're dry cleaning locations on El Dorado Monroe. 8 through 5, Monday through Friday. Office hours, 8 through 5, Monday through Friday. But their emergency restoration, 24-7, 365. Because usually disasters in your life don't set appointments. And they don't happen Monday through Friday during work hours. So they are there. Since 1945, 75-plus years, you can call 217-423-7703 or go to peerlessrestoration.com today for all your cleaning needs from the local experts you can trust and they are local family owned all the way back good stuff great people and uh, they're there for you when you maybe need them the most we get into spring right you just god i I want warm weather and i want the spring but i hate all that comes with it all the rain and this month's kind of freaky too because you just don't know when you go from It's a good Thanks, song. Nick. It's like this. This ought to be one of those like adopt a pet commercials. A good yes. workout song. Oh yeah. <laughs> and up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, she could hit a lot of octaves. I mean, she's a talented singer. She had that kind of like personality, but she's talented. I might be getting convinced. I don't. Know. You're better than, like, Rage Against the Machine just gets in for their politics. I'm going to go vote for Okay, you go do that five (laughs) times a day, every day. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. As the Illini look for another conference title. Alley-oop for the slam. After a beautiful day yesterday, a bit cooler here in Northern California. This is RJ Crace with your stories now.
The Illinois Department of Natural Resources has granted the Macon County Conservation District $300,000. The money will be used to acquire and develop land for public parks and open spaces. This grant is a piece of $60 million being awarded by the Department of Natural Resources to 118 local parks across the state. For the second time in 2023, Milliken will host a VEX robotics competition at the DISC. This one is next Friday and Saturday. Following a smaller regional competition in January, this event will be a state-level championship with an estimated 60 teams from around Illinois in action. 15 teams. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.